0: everybody and welcome back to Energetics and Alchemy. My name is Kira and I am riding a little bit of a high at the moment because we have officially been approved for a house which is very exciting. I had mentioned in a few previous episodes from over the past few weeks that we had started house hunting because we are moving later this month so our lease ends on the 26th of January and the past like week or two two weeks, we've just been in that zone of like going to house inspections and applying for houses and that like uncertain zone of not having a new house secured. I think I've been to like at least 10 house inspections at this point, which I don't mind, but the area we're looking at is about half an hour from where we currently live. So it has been a little bit um, of a very minor inconvenience having to drive like an hour round trip to go to all different house inspections just over the past two weeks or so. But yeah, we went to a bunch on Saturday and we ended up applying for all of the houses we looked at on Saturday. Just with the rental market at the moment, we, a lot of places are like suggesting pre-applying before even looking at houses. um, We just kind of wanted to apply for I guess any that we liked just to give us the best opportunity of being approved for a place and so out of the five or six it might have even been that we looked at we had two favorites that we had gone to view and we applied for all of them so we applied for like maybe not all of them actually I think we applied for like four or five out of the six but um Yeah, we applied for quite a few, but we heard back today from our two favourites, funnily enough, and we had been approved for both of them, which we were very grateful for. But then, yeah, we had to narrow down which one out of the two we wanted. And we made a decision this afternoon and have officially been approved and have been sent the lease and all of the paperwork and whatnot. So it's definitely a big relief to have secured a place and... Yeah, very grateful and relieved that we were able to manifest the perfect house. (laughs) Obviously, both houses had things that we liked for different reasons, but um, we're pretty happy with the decision we've gone with. And yeah, we're just super stoked to have a place secured. And it just takes out all of that like stress around (laughs) having to go to inspections and stuff. So yes, very, very relieved, very happy, very grateful and very, very excited to start the moving process. I'm not a massive fan of like actually packing up and the moving itself. Like they actually like moving everything to the new house. But I am very, very excited for setting up the new house. So I've bought us a bottle of wine to celebrate with tonight. And yeah, I'm just going to record a quick episode before we kind of settle in for the evening. So today's episode is one I've been wanting to do for a little while and I just want to talk about shadow work and so it's going to kind of almost be like a shadow work 101, like just a little bit of an intro to shadow work because I feel like it's such a huge element of the kind of work we talk about doing on here and it's also become a really kind of like trending um trending thing at the moment among the spiritual community so I feel like it's one of those terms that we hear a lot but I know for me personally when I was first kind of venturing into this world and first heard talk of shadow work it was very much so a new concept to me and I feel like it actually took me a little while to get a good grasp on what exactly it is and what exactly it actually means to be doing shadow work I feel like you hear it spoken about a lot, but it can be a little bit tricky, I guess, to just kind of wrap your head around like what you're actually meant to be doing and what the like actual purpose is. And that's the other thing too. Like it's one thing to kind of understand a concept on like a surface level or to just understand what it kind of means, but it's another thing to actually understand how it actually applies to life and to, yeah, just really understand the application of it. So It's the same with manifestation. You can know what the word means and have like an understanding of what it kind of, um, what it is to manifest, but it's a whole other thing to understand how it can actually apply to you or how it's kind of applicable. So this episode is really just going to be like a shadow work 101 kind of episode. And if you are already pretty familiar with shadow work, I would encourage you to still listen to this because there's so much value to be found in hearing things explained from different perspectives And it's also just really good to brush up on like the foundational kind of basic knowledge every now and again too. So even if you feel like you are already kind of very familiar with shadow work, maybe there will be something in this episode that you haven't heard phrased in the way I might phrase it, or maybe something is discussed that you're kind of like, oh, I kind of forgot that that's what this is all about. Or maybe there will be some like brand new information that you just haven't heard before. So shadow work in its most like straightforward explanation is a psychological term for like working with the parts of ourselves that we are not conscious of. And so the concept of shadow or like the term shadow was originally coined by Carl Jung, who, as I'm sure many, many people already know, was a really prominent psychiatrist who founded analytical psychology and a lot of concepts used throughout modern psychology. So he kind of coined this concept of shadow and shadow is really just a part of ourselves that is essentially like the things that we suppress. So it's the part of ourselves that we don't outwardly express consciously, but that is still within us. And the opposite of our shadow is our ego, which is like our outward persona. So this is what we present to the world. These are the parts of ourselves that we've accepted and that we encourage and that we're not afraid to show to the world, that we actively try to show to the world. And this outward persona is essentially constructed around things that we think we should be. So a lot of people will describe it as like the mask we kind of wear around While often our authentic self, so what lays under the mask, lies in our shadow because we've been conditioned to feel like we can't express it safely for whatever reason, whether it's fear of judgment or for fear of rejection or whatever reason it is. As humans, our fear of abandonment and rejection is actually greater than our need for authenticity and being true to ourselves. And so throughout life, we kind of learn To hide away who we really are and to push parts of ourselves further into the unconscious shadow part of the psych, mostly without us even knowing it. And so there might be elements of your authentic self that you do express openly, but there will inevitably be elements of your authentic self that have been pushed down into your shadow. And so a lot of what is in our shadow is actually just our true authentic self that we feel like we can't safely express. But alongside this, there are also a lot of our like primitive instincts and emotions that are also pushed into our shadow for the same reason. And these are feelings like anger, insecurity, hurt, all of these kind of things get pushed into the shadow. And so trauma is another thing that is often pushed into our shadow. When we go through a traumatic event, a very natural instinct is to not want to kind of face it or express it. And this is very, very natural as humans. We're trying to protect ourselves, so we will push this into our shadow, where we don't have to really consciously think about it or acknowledge it. And it becomes something that lays in this part of our psyche that we just don't really acknowledge. And so our shadow can also be considered like our disowned parts, is another way many people will refer to it. And these are the parts of ourselves that we've disowned, that we don't want to associate with, even though... They're within us and they're part of us. And so a lot of the things that end up in our shadow end up there when we're very, very young. So in our formative years. And that's why in a child work and shadow work kind of go hand in hand. That's another phrase that I'm sure pretty much everyone's heard at one point or another in a child work. They go hand in hand because we have all of these experiences and develop all of this programming when we're very, very young And that just sits in our shadow. It sits in our unconscious mind and we don't realize it's there, but it's actually having a massive impact on our current lives and our current reality. So a really common form of shadow work or something that goes hand in hand with shadow work is healing our inner child and healing those wounds and the things that we're carrying around with us from childhood. Because the thing is that just because something isn't conscious and isn't something that we're consciously aware of or acknowledging doesn't mean that it's not having an impact on us. All of these things in our shadow, in our unconscious mind and in our subconscious mind, as we've spoken about before and here, are having a very, very real impact on us in our everyday life, in our current reality. And there are many different ways that our shadow might manifest in like an outward kind of way. So these include things like jealousy, Um, low self-esteem, limiting beliefs, depression, self-sabotage, procrastination, um, resentment, aggression, victimization, guilt and shame, um, reactiveness. These are all ways that our shadow will present. And we will often see these things presenting in patterns. So our shadows project onto our everyday lives and we will be faced with the same patterns over and over again. And this will be on repeat until we essentially heal and deal with the shadow element that's causing that manifestation. And the fact that shadow manifests like this is why when we feel emotions like these, it's really a mirror into what is going on in our own psyche, in our shadow. For example, if you are feeling jealousy, that's really a reflection of something that you're not acknowledging within yourself. And it's an invitation from the universe to explore what it is within you that is making you feel jealous or feel resentful or angry or hurt or like you're not worthy or whatever it is. When we're triggered by something, that is generally something in our shadow being triggered, causing that trigger. And as we just discussed, a lot of our authentic positive qualities and parts of ourselves also can end up in the shadow along with things that aren't serving us. So the idea with shadow work is that we're bringing these elements of our authentic self forward and allowing us to be more of our authentic self, which in turn then helps us to be in alignment and on the correct path and living in a way that is true to ourselves and our desires. And second to that, we're also releasing and alchemizing really these feelings and experiences that aren't serving us so that we can free ourselves from our shadow manifesting in ways that aren't serving us, manifesting in ways like jealousy or insecurity or low self-worth. We can free ourselves from jealousy and low self-esteem and resentment and guilt and all of these things that are just not good for us and not serving our higher purpose. So there are really two elements to shadow work. So number one is bringing awareness to the shadow. So actually becoming, becoming aware of it and bringing it into the conscious, so into the light. And two is working with the shadow, integrating and transforming the shadow. Because as we always discuss, the first step to any transformation is awareness. So awareness is key. That's the first step. And the actual practice of shadow work is really just this. It's bringing awareness to the shadow. It's sitting with these parts of ourselves that we've essentially disowned and either working through the things that aren't serving us and releasing them And bringing forward out of the shadow the positive qualities that shouldn't be there in the first place. The parts of us that are our authentic self that we're not allowing ourselves to express. And the reason shadow work is important is because if we're not doing shadow work, we're not starting to get to know the side of us that we hide away from the world and from ourselves. So the side of us that we're not conscious of. And if we're not doing that, we're not truly deeply knowing ourselves and knowing what's going on within us. We can be doing all of this work on ourselves, our conscious selves, but the root of a lot of things that show up in our world is in our subconscious mind and in our shadow. And if we're only doing the work with like the conscious side of ourselves, that's really only like getting to know and doing the work with one half of ourselves. And that conscious side of you generally doesn't have the impact on your life that your subconscious and shadow self has. So your conscious mind and your conscious thoughts are not what are controlling and influencing your reality. Your shadow and subconscious mind are what are controlling and influencing your reality. And so shadow work in its simplest explanation is bringing awareness to the shadow side of ourselves and essentially just dealing with it. So that might look like bringing awareness to your triggers and when you're feeling triggered by something or when you're experiencing any of the ways that I spoke about shadow manifesting, bringing awareness to this, so whether it's feeling guilt or whether it's feeling like you're not worthy or whether it's limiting beliefs or whether it's, um, again, jealousy, resentment, bringing awareness to that thing and deep diving into where that is actually coming from And working on bringing that awareness whenever that trigger comes up for you. And really just becoming reflective of this. Like, I think jealousy is a very good example. So if you are feeling jealous of something, bringing your awareness to that and actually like deep diving into where that is coming from and bringing that shadow element into your conscious mind. So if somebody in your life has something and you're feeling jealous over it, Again, that's a mirror to look inwards and to look at why you're feeling jealous and whether you're conscious or not conscious of it, generally that will be coming from a place of you wanting that same thing. Sometimes we'll be triggered by people having things that we don't know we want and it won't be jealousy. It'll just be this feeling of like, I don't like this person or I don't like what they're doing or I don't like the way they're going about life. But when we actually look at that trigger and go inward and reflect on where that trigger is actually coming from, we'll find that it's because deep down in our shadow, that's actually something that we want for ourselves. Like they have something that we want that we've suppressed because we don't feel like it's safe for us to have that. So it's really just about bringing awareness to these kind of things and then dealing with them. Like I said, like not just bringing awareness and being like, oh yeah, okay, that's the thing. Like not really gonna do anything about it though, like I just know it's a thing. Shadow work is about actually working with these parts of ourselves to either transform them or to integrate them and to just deal with them so that they're not manifesting as these negative kind of side effects. And so that might look like journaling and meditating on your shadows and diving into the shadow elements and transforming the shadow through embodiment practices. So, a really good example of transforming the shadow and actually like transmuting those feelings is feelings of fear. So, often we will be holding fear in our shadow, and it could be fear of a whole plethora of things like it could be fear of being seen, or fear of being heard, or fear of like trusting other people. Whatever it is, we can transmute those feelings of fear into feelings of safety if we just learn to start bringing awareness to them and learn to start sitting with them and cultivating those feelings of safety in place of those feelings of fear but again the first step is having that awareness around when that fear is coming up and what the root cause of that fear is because we can't work towards transforming something if we don't actually know it's there and we don't know why it's there Okay, so I'm going to give you like a little bit more of an extensive version of like an example of shadow work. So let's say somebody, when they were a child, grew up in a home where they were constantly told to be quiet or like yelled at if they were being loud. So as we've spoken about before, our minds when we're young and when we're children obviously can't process things the way we can when we're adults. So as a child, to be told to be quiet and to be yelled at when you're making noise As children, we rely on our parents and our family for survival. So if we're being told constantly that we need to be quiet and yelled out for being loud, that's instilling the belief in us that it's not safe to be loud because we don't want to be rejected or disowned by our parents because that's going to then be a threat to our survival. So as a very young child, this person has learned or made the association that being loud and being heard and speaking up isn't safe. And that has gone into their unconscious mind, so that's laying unconscious in them, but it's still manifesting right into their adult life as them having this fear around being heard and speaking up for themselves, and maybe in their career they don't like sharing their ideas, or they don't like expressing when they're expressing their needs. Like, in a career context, maybe they just don't like speaking up, they don't like sharing their ideas, and they don't like expressing their needs, and in their relationship as well, like they've learnt not to speak up for themselves, so they accept things that they shouldn't be accepting in the relationship, and their shadow is just manifesting in all of these negative ways. The first step for them would be to start bringing awareness to that shadow. So maybe they're not consciously aware of it, like maybe they're not like, oh yeah, I have a fear of speaking up for myself. But maybe they get really, really triggered by people who are loud and assertive and are like the opposite of that. They're able to speak up for themselves and that's not an issue for them. And they might not be conscious of that at this point in like the scenario. So maybe they just find that they really get triggered by people that are loud and assertive. So maybe they work with someone who's quite assertive and they just find that they like can't stand that person for some reason. Like there's no logical reason for them not to like that person but they're just like that person irritates me like I just am not a fan of them when we start to become conscious of shadow work and conscious of the fact that everything that shows up in our lives as a trigger is just a reflection of something going in in our shadow when they become aware of that maybe they start to look at the fact that people who are assertive and are loud trigger them and maybe they're able to look at the fact that they're not a fan of this person for whatever reason and they start to introspect on it and they start to go inward and kind of look at why that person is triggering them so badly. And after doing this, which is shadow work, maybe they start to build up some awareness around where that trigger's coming from. Like they go deep, they journal, they meditate, they do all of the work and they get to the root of the problem, which is the fact that they get triggered by this person Because this person is so assertive and they want that for themselves. And from here, they're able to identify that they have this fear of being heard and speaking up and being assertive. And that's what's triggering them. Like it's really just a mirror, mirror reflection of something that's going in within their shadow that they're not even conscious of, but they've now brought awareness to it and they're now bringing it into their consciousness. And so that's the first step. The first step is awareness. And then the second step is choosing what to do with that shadow, what to do with that awareness, essentially. And for this person in particular, it might look like cultivating feelings of safety around being heard. So it might look like really sitting with that fear of being heard and being assertive and speaking up and starting to cultivate, like on an embodied level, feelings of safety. Maybe they start to feel really guilty and shameful about the fact that they have that fear. And then that energy of like guilt and shame can be transmuted into compassion and like empathy for themselves. And that's the thing with shadow work too. Like it's almost like a little bit of a rabbit hole that you go down when you start to get to the core of these issues. Because often they're kind of entangled with other things like perhaps their fear of being heard and speaking up and being seen and assertive and all of that also ties into the fact that they're afraid of showing their authentic self. So it just becomes this journey of kind of deep diving into what's actually going on for us on an unconscious level and really starting to work through that stuff. So really starting to recondition ourselves and transmute those feelings and those shadows that we have that aren't serving us and that are holding us back and limiting us. And so that's why shadow work can also be a little bit of a touchy thing to dive into and why you do need to be in a certain mindset to be doing it and to really create a safe space for yourself. Because you're often diving into these things that don't feel fantastic to dive into and to like really confront and sit with. And especially so if you have been through, um, you know, major traumatic events of any kind, or if you're carrying a lot within your shadow that you need to work through, it's not necessarily just something you can be like, okay, I'm going to bring up all of my trauma and shadow stuff right now and just deal with it. Because if we're not making sure we're in the right frame of mind and that we have things in place to ensure we're feeling safe and we can come back out of that kind of shadow energy it can leave us feeling really not very good. So if we're opening up these wounds and these shadow elements of ourselves and then not kind of treating them and showing ourselves that compassion and empathy and kind of closing them back up, it can actually leave us feeling worse off essentially. So when we are going into shadow work, we do want to be conscious of not just like dragging up all of this stuff and not being able to deal with it. Like we need to go into it with the mindset of compassion and empathy and all of those things. But when we are able to connect with our shadow parts and sit with them and work with them and integrate them or transform them, we experience a lot more flow in life and are able to access our full potential, our full authentic self And break these patterns and cycles that keep us really stuck. So when we accept and honour the shadow, we can really begin to make those shifts needed to improve our lives. So by connecting with and integrating or transforming the shadow, we're able to remove the blocks and triggers that keep us stuck and maybe preventing us from living in our true authenticity or from reaching our full potential. And that's why it is really important that we do do this work. So it's very important that we are acknowledging the shadow and that we are kind of diving into those elements of ourselves because there's often so, so much that we're holding in there that is holding us back or that is responsible for like the patterns we see in our lives. And that hold us back from having the things in life that we desire because when we have these patterns on repeat in the background in our shadow that we're not even conscious of, It can really, really hold us back and prevent us from becoming the version of ourselves that we need to be to align with everything we're trying to manifest and to align with our desires. So again, going back to the example person we used just before, if their desires require them to be seen and require them to feel safe expressing themselves and being assertive and that's their next level self they need to go into that shadow part of themselves and heal those parts that are preventing them from being able to be seen and be heard and speak up for themselves. Okay, so I'm going to leave it there for today, but I really hope this information has been useful and that you've enjoyed this little, I'm going to call it like a shallow dive into shadow work because I know we didn't go too deep into it. But I feel like it was a useful little like 101, especially for people who aren't super familiar with shadow work, and this might be like the first you're kind of hearing of it, um, or the first you're hearing more of it than what you've potentially just seen on the internet. Uh, But yeah, I really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you have any like questions or things that you want me to... Speak more about just let me know via Instagram. I'd really, really love, um, really love and welcome any feedback. I hope everyone is still really enjoying their year so far. I hope 2024 has been off to a really good start for you and that you've been able to ride the energy of the new year and are already on your way to manifesting all of your desires for the year. As always, if you've enjoyed the this episode or any of my episodes i would so so appreciate if you could leave me a rate and review on whatever platform it is that you listen to the podcast on and if you're interested in more little manifestation tips um you can follow me on instagram over at energetics and alchemy as well thank you so much for listening and i can't wait to speak to you in the next episode